On today's show, we will break down the standings. The Mavs getting closer to fifth. Getting closer to those Lakers, baby. We'll talk about that, give our all-NBA teams, and more coming up right now. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. There's very few people in the world that can make those shots. And the degree of difficulty is a 10 out of 10. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The winning wonder, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Nick, who who did we beat? Who did the Mavericks beat over the last two games? Twice. We hyped this series up how long? For, what, a month? It's like, hey, man, we got to look at these games. Got to look at these two games coming up towards the end of April. They could you know, mean huge, huge things when it comes huge to the standings. Yeah, and then, bam, you know, AD comes back a few days before that. We're like, dang, AD's coming back. We know it's going to be a minute. Oh, just the Mavs luck. Everyone is tweeting. Oh, just the Mavs luck. Of course, this would happen as soon as AD comes back. He'll come back for these Mavs games. I didn't know if that was imitating the Lakers fans saying, oh, it's just us not getting calls. You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, we talked about that, man. That was so weird. <laughs> but Both no, those I games. Mean, the fact that Dallas down by 17. And to come back and win that game by 15, that second half and even that fourth quarter, I think it was my favorite game of the season. I mean, it has to be up there with one of their best wins. I mean, the Jazz win probably is up there, but to be down by that much and to come back and to have Anthony Davis kind of looming as like he's going to be coming back in the second half, right? (laughs) To take that deficit and then to just look so bad at the end of the first half. And then to just totally flip it on its head and just to just do a blitz in the fourth quarter. It was a clutch game. Like that came down to a clutch game. It was, what was it? Let's see. The the Mavs were up by two with four minutes left. So that was, a, statistically, that was a clutch game according to NBA.com. Five minutes to go, you know, five points. And so the Mavericks took that clutch game, took it to heart, and they ran away with it. And that has to be probably their best win of the season. Yeah, it's just crazy because, you know, obviously LeBron didn't play. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. KP didn't play. Josh Richardson didn't play either. And there's so many different things that you could look at that I'm sure you talked about over the weekend. If you if you guys didn't listen over the weekend, go back and listen to uh, Nick and bring in three fans on over the weekend and talk about the win. And I have some family in town, so I was celebrating it, but uh, not uh, in pod format, obviously. But just coming back from that to, to win my 15, but... The whole, like, even after the game, Luca talking about his comfort in getting double teamed. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, cool. Like, double team me. I will find. <laughs> the anti-Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. Uh, but just to see Lu- the combination of Luca and Dwight Powell. and how, Yes. And how just Luca hitting these pinpoint passes, hitting Dwight rolling, and to win a game against the Lakers to where Dorian, 
Dwight. These guys are your leading scorers. To see JJ Redick, <laughs> I thought I texted Nick in the fourth quarter. I thought that was one of the like underrated things of having Redick in there, having his spacing in there. Not just the plays he like hit a three, but just having his space in there to create these, you know, the lanes for Dwight to roll and them double teaming. It's just I I loved I I have it recorded on my TV. I'm gonna go back and watch the second half and that fourth quarter again. I thought it was just I thought Rick outcoached the butt off Frank Vogel in the second half. Like he made Frank Vogel look like a, a little league coach at YMCA. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we mentioned you know if you didn't listen to the weekend pod, we mentioned that Carlisle after the game said that they needed more spacing to help. You know, Luca in those traps. The traps were a lot more soft in the second half because of their spacing. He he credited it to that. <laughs> they were I mean, soft also because somebody. I mean, there, uh, there's other factors. Yeah, there's a, there's other factors to that for <laughs> sure. But I think the spacing is a good point, and I think that on, they, let me take. I'm making a victory lap real quick. They just spin around in your chair. <laughs> they played. Uh, they played Redick a lot more in the second half, and they played Melly a little bit more in the second half too. And so this also shows, and I wanted to make this point. Rick Carlisle, this is why he's the best at like in-game adjustments, and he's always voted that yeah. in the GM survey and all that because he can take a series and he'll play two games against somebody and com- completely figure it out within like a game and a half, and that's what that's what happened with this, you know, Mavericks Lakers two-game series. He had to figure it out, and so I think in the regular season, I don't think we see all of Rick Carlisle's powers. You know what I mean? As a coach. <laughs> Uh, And I don't think we see the benefit of it. And so I'm looking forward to, and it worked with the Clippers, right? Like the Mavs were (laughs) right there with the Clippers last year. We talked all about it, but I'm really interested. Should we have like playoff Rick, like playoff Rondo? (laughs) Hey, well, it's not playoff. It's not playoff Rick and Rondo for sure. Right? Like it's not both (laughs) of those things. This is why they clashed heads because they're the same people. What's the, what's the, the saying where like one thing can't exist with the other one, but separately they're like, they're oil and water, those two, for sure. But, yeah, absolutely incredible. Great wins for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, any th- so, we have to get your take. I got I got the fans' take. I talked about it. Dorian Finney-Smith, our guy. We have been standing for Dorian Finney-Smith for years to go up yeah. against the guy that we have been completely against for years in Andre Drummond and to stand up to him since we recorded the pod, the pod on uh, Saturday. Dorian or uh, ESPN, I think, tweeted out the just the still the screenshot of Drummond like up against up against like Dorian yeah, and, and you in the main mug, and then Dorian, and then uh, the the caption was Deon, or Andre Drummond wants all the smoke, and Dorian just responded, "Cap." <laughs> I thought that was so great. Andre doesn't want Dorian smoke. <laughs> no, he does not <laughs> at all. And if you're in the camp of like, hey, just because oh, I'm going to take the bigger guy, then let's 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 bet against uh, things together. I want to bet. I want to take your money if you're in that camp because I am very uh, very confident Dorian would would smoke that. But it is like the <laughs> the whole thing of it, it was just so funny. There was so much. Uh, yeah, so much irony in that picture and so many different memes that we could put in that. But I just laughed so hard because Dorian just smirked and laughed. And it's like, this is what majority league. Uh, this Dorian was the majority of teams when Andre Drummond was on the trading block and no team in the league wanted to trade for him, basically. And every team in the league was just turn around, just smirking like, <laughs> yeah, that you got it. You can <laughs> you can stay in Cleveland and ask for your buyout. And I was shocked that Vogel put him back in the game. I was shocked that 
even when he was getting torched in these picking, you know, the, like he wasn't even trying. Yeah, we could go. Out. I mean, Dorian hit a three a little bit after that, and he was just standing in the lane basically because Dorian was his guy. So I absolutely loved that Andre Drummond played a lot of minutes in that game. And I think <laughs> because he played a lot of minutes, I think it contributed a lot for the Mavericks to win, which a lot of you thought that he would contribute to Mavericks wins. So there you go. You you were right. <laughs> We should mention Montrezl Harrell, Harrell didn't play in that game at all for not even an injury reason. Weird. Like they're just holding them out for whatever reason, rest or what. Um, but when they get the full compliment back, like it's not like Montrez Harrell would have fixed that. Maybe more Anthony Davis minutes would have fixed that. But uh, it's also the second game Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis have played together. So I'm holding out some uh, some some oh, of the defensive on. end. But we'll see we'll see what happens with that. Uh, yeah. To have two bigs like that, though, it takes a lot of coordination between the two on defense. And uh, let's just <laughs> yeah. say that Andre Drummond was not going to uh, pick up those very quickly. Uh, all right. Anything else about the Lakers game? I mean, Dwight Powell, he's back. This is another thing I mentioned on Saturday is that his lift is back. Like, it just seems like he yeah. is back to pre-Achilles Dwight, which is a really, really good thing to see. Yeah, Dwight... Um yeah, I don't want to go on the whole Dwight thing. I'm working on something about Dwight, so I don't want to spill all of my Dwight takes and research that I've been diving into. But Dwight, where he's at now compared to where he was at three or four months ago is just incredible. Just his work. I mean, even going back to when he tore his Achilles, just his work to get back to where he was and for Rick to say, hey, I don't even see a difference in that. And just the fact for us to accept the fact that I just said fact like three times in two sentences, but Don't say Josh Bo, I think I think it was Josh Bo who tweeted out a, a series of tweets, and I thought it was just incredible just to go look at and read that it's okay for us just to accept that Dwight is a good role player. It's like when we try to force him into something else, or then we like, oh man, he gets paid, you know, all this different stuff. It's like let's just accept the fact that he is a solid good role player. To when you ask him to do what he's good at, once his role changed. Haha, <laughs> flashback to those days. Once his role changed, and for him to come <laughs> off the bench and do this, like, you know, two man game with Luca and a pick and roll format and all this stuff, like, that's what he's good at and energy. And so, yes, where uh, Dwight is at right now, very, very good spot, not just for him healthy wise, but for the team. Yeah. And he's not a perfect role player either, right? Like, he's a solid, good good role player but coming up let's get into some more about the standings the Mavericks are now in sixth place and alone in sixth place the Blazers have just completely fallen off they have Mm. just been absolutely decimated this this April they have just gone into April with a complete whimper so we'll get into that talk about some more scenarios with the Mavericks and get into all that talk about all NBA after that coming up but before we do let's talk about Indeed If you're the hiring expert for your company, what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates easier. You need a hiring partner who makes life easier for you, and you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in Indeed on the dashboard. So all of it is straight into Indeed. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your job description immediately. And Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. We love statistics, and that is one of them. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests that and then add them to your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applicants that meet those requirements. 
Go to Indeed.com. Get started right now. The free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post on Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Also want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. We love them. And, oh man, the coconut brownie chunk is back. It is the best. Mine's in the mail, baby. It's the best Built Bar. Isaac and I both immediately went to our... Uh, went to the website and, and ordered some as soon as we possibly could. So it looks like they changed the recipe up a little bit. We're excited to get them, excited to try them. Uh, they're going to be covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely delicious. Go get them right now. It has uh, 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. We're showing them right now on YouTube. Go get some Built Bar right now. Other incredible flavors as well, raspberry, cherry barcia. They have the uh, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie, all that kind of stuff. They're absolutely delicious. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order, not your first, your next order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the standings. The Dallas Mavericks are in sixth place, like we said. Uh, I was laughing because on April 16th, our, our guy Jimmy, uh, all things Mavs, tweeted out, well, play in tournament it is, folks. <laughs> he sent that out on April 16th, and now just like a week later, they're fully not in the play in tournament. And uh, it just changes so fast. And the play in tournament has added so many different elements to this season. Like so many of these games now matter because of the play in tournament, right? Like I was paying attention to these last two Grizzlies Blazers games and I watched them both because of the implications for the Mavs. Like I was very into it and I know a couple of Mavs fans are tweeting along with me. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, just. Oh, I ab- remember because once the Mavericks hit sixth, I think it was. The, the moments in franchise history, it's like Dirk, <laughs> you know, them winning the title in 2011, you know, Luka getting drafted up there, Dirk went MVP, and then it was like Mavericks six. Yes, Porzingis trade. Mavericks getting to the sixth spot in the West, <laughs> I think that was a top five moment in franchise history because people freaked out about it. People were very, very excited about being in six, but it just, I think it was just encouraging to see for a team that we had been saying, like, so down on, right? They had just, lost some really stupid games. We were really frustrated with them. They weren't playing to their the top of their game. And now all of a sudden they've just been gifted this sixth seed, right? Like the Mavericks haven't even played that well, right? They're five and five in their last ten. The Blazers are two and eight in their last ten. And I think the Blazers are like three and twelve in April. The Blazers are just like completely fa- fallen out and bottomed out. Uh I actually kind of just want to go to their schedule now that we're we're on this on um mm, look at on, that. but man Look at this schedule. This Blazers team has just completely fallen out this last stretch. They have five straight losses uh, to the Hornets, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and then the Grizzlies twice. Like this Blazers team has just gifted the Mavericks this sixth seed. And I don't know if they're taking. It, I don't know if they're taking it back. They're healthy. McCollum's playing. Nurkic is playing. But Dame isn't going crazy at the end of games, and it's just like the Mavericks have just taking care of business a little bit here and there and been able to uh, to usurp them, I guess, if you want to use that word. Yeah, and their defense, I mean, sucks a, a lot. Yes. And when your defense sucks as much as it does uh, for Portland, then you have to be kind of just otherworldly offensively. And I mean, they're good, but they're just not, you know, Brooklyn good when it comes to that. So I think, you know, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the Lakers schedule. It's like, all right, do we have a shot at, 
you know, passing the Lakers, you know, for that fifth spot. Because if you can get to the fifth spot, then you're looking at Denver. And you'd much rather play Denver, you know, without Jamal Murray than any of the top, you know, three other teams. And I thought it was funny because, you know, Anthony Davis talks to Rachel Nichols uh, before the Mavericks game. And, you know, AD says, hey, what was that? What did you throw up there? I was cleaning the glass. I'm trying to pull up the Lakers schedule and I did it. Oh, I have their next like four games, but, but AD basically tells, tells Rachel Nichols like, Hey, we're good. We don't, pff, basically we don't care who we play. Okay. Like we are confident. It's no, no, I get champs, it. Like. I would, I would, if they're healthy, I, that's, I totally get that. But what made it funny was, uh, after the game, there were some Laker reporters after the Lakers lost to Dallas that were tweeting out saying, AD's really upset about losing to Dallas and you know the chance of getting passed by them in the standings. He says the next two are must wins. Mike, well, do you care who you play? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Do right. you care who you play? Because <laughs> you are very confident of who you like, hey, we can play anyone, but now you're upset. Uh, because you want Denver too. Let's just be honest. Like, oh, for sure. You want Denver too and the chance to play, you know, Utah or whoever in that second round. So, and the same goes for Dallas. So, as Nick has up on the screen, you know, for the Lakers coming up, not great for the Mavericks side. You know, the fact no. that you can, they have Orlando. I will say Washington, although I think Brad Beal got hurt today. I think possibly. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's probably gonna be out. Okay, so Orlando, Washington, Sacramento. I don't know if Fox will be there. Probably no, he will not be there for that game. So no, I mean, you assume that they're gonna win those next three. And then you just hope something happens in that Toronto, Denver. Mavs you know, next three are, are not super difficult either, though. So it could be they just stay where they are. And the Lakers are a game and a half above the uh, the Mavericks right now. So it's not like they're you know four or five games ahead. Like this is a real close race right now, a game yeah. and a half between the Lakers and the Mavericks. The Mavericks just have to make up two games basically. So whether it's this stretch, you know, Orlando, Washington, Sacramento. For the Lakers, the Mavericks' next couple of games are Kings tonight on Monday, if you're, you're watching, listen to this. Warriors on Tuesday, Pistons on Thursday, Wizards, and then Kings. That's this week. Like, that yeah. should be a sweep if KP's playing or not, right? <laughs> yeah, we unless, don't know how these go, though. Unless there's – so there's two back-to-backs, Monday, Tuesday, and then Saturday, Sunday are both back-to-backs. Unless they do some kind of sitting of Luka – those two, one of those two, which I expect them to do a little bit, uh, yeah. because in each of these national TV games the Mavericks have played, uh, the one of the announcers has been fooled by like Luca, like having an injury. Oh, he's limping. Oh, he's, he's holding. He's grimacing his arm. right now. Yeah, he's grimacing, and then all of a sudden he's just back, which is just a Luca experience. But some of those little things add up, right? And it's the recovery time on these back to backs. That's why they hold, held him out on some of these back to backs because it's. You know, if he gets a little nick here, he gets a little, you know, injured injury there that he can play through, but you have to have enough time to recover from that. And so then I'll sit out some of these back to backs because there's just not enough time, especially if one of those things gets aggravated, even a little bit, even if he can keep playing through it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that one of those two sets of back to backs, maybe he sits out for, but still, <laughs> if he plays though, all and, these games should be wins for the Mavs. And w- will Porzingis's injury affect that any? We don't know. You know, they had him list as questionable going into that Lakers game. Then Rick says before the game, hey, it wasn't even that close. He wasn't going to play. He was walking around the bench. He was on the bench, you know, in Saturday night's game. So those are all good signs. We just don't know how long it's going to be. So does that affect Luka playing, you know, some of these back-to-backs? Because they're like, hey, 
we don't want to set Luca and Gabe in the same game. So that could affect some things. But basically what what I heard over the you know past minute or so is what you're telling me is I'm gonna to have to root against the Lakers over these next few weeks. And is that any different than what you've done your entire life? Not at all. Now? Bring it on. I hate them already. I mean, we're all rooting against them, right? Like, we, I, even Are even we? more so. Yeah, Are I wanted all? the Mavericks to win both those games. Yeah, I know you did. You texted me. I have receipts. <laughs> I'm fine at that. They won the title last year. I Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's whatever all right coming up let's get into some more a little bit more about the standings i guess talk about scenarios and then we'll get into isaac's all nba team he is he's got his all nba team and there's just an impossible choice for guards and for you know wings it's just like does not make any sense so we'll coming get up into next it. i'll tell you why lebron james should not be first team all nba Ooh, get into that coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag, it's your one-stop shop to put some money down on some sports. If you want to bet, go ahead and head to BetOnline right now. I have it pulled up on YouTube if you guys are watching. couple of games they have already up. Suns, Knicks. They had the Suns, a one-point favorite against the Knicks. Get out of here. Suns are going to win that game, I'm going to call it. Unless somebody's injured that I'm not paying attention to, but uh, I'm going to call that one. The, uh, yeah, the, let's see, the Heat and Bulls. A lot of people, I love when people tweet me these and are like, this is such bad picks. Yeah, I'm not a better, but. Uh, <laughs> no one ever tweets you on the ones you get right, though. Oh, that's true. Never. Come on, guys. Give me give the ones that I get right. Uh, Miami Heat, a four-point favorite over the Bulls. Like that one. That one seems right. The Jazz, a 10-point favorite over the Minnesota Timberwolves. That team's kind of sneaky. That team sneaks up on you, and they can score a bunch of points. So I don't know about 10 points on that, but the Jazz should take care of business on that one. And then Clippers, Pelicans. Clippers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Pelicans. Uh, it's That's an offensive duel, and I think the Clippers will run away with it. So I think I would take the Clippers on that one. But if you want to put some money down, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening right now. And they have the whole first round available on Ultimate Mock Draft feed. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin. That's right, the playmaker. The Cowboy himself. Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger are local experts for every team making trades, picking the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into your all-NBA teams, unless you had any more thoughts on the standings. Uh, the Mavericks are right now a game and a half above the Blazers because the Blazers lost again, so they got that extra half game. The Grizzlies are only a half game now behind the Blazers. Would it surprise you no, uh, or shock you if the Grizzlies were the seventh seed and the Blazers were the eighth seed by the end of the season? Jaron Jackson Jr., baby. He didn't even play in this game on Sunday, and he they, they still won. John Morant is insane. John Morant had this play uh, where he got a rebound and he grabbed the rebound like high in the air and touched it on the backboard while he was in the air. Like he grabs the rebound in the air, touches the ball on the backboard in the air, and then just runs down the other end of the court, beats everybody almost down the end of the court, and just goes up for a layup like high above everybody else. He is just an insane, fun guy to watch. I love rooting for him, especially when it benefits the Mavericks. (laughs) Yeah, so is Kyle Anderson. Super fun to watch play <laughs> basketball. I Kyle Anderson that, is always bewildered when he gets a defensive foul because he can't move his feet fast enough to get out of the way. <laughs> it's like, dude, your name's Slow Mo for a reason. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I'll be watching the the playing stuff. And for Dallas, uh, the 
one quick thing is now they own the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So Huge. if there is if there is a tie at the end of the season, let's talk real real quick some Alamie stuff. I've seen some. I think it's going to become a bigger conversation over this next you know few weeks. Just how it all is like going to set you know when it's all said and done. But when you look at the guard, first off, when I sat down and met, I made my three teams today, and I started off with centers. I think it's pretty easy with centers. Jokic, Embiid, one of those two, first team, the other and second team, and then Rudy Gobert at, as the third team All NBA. I'm sorry, David Locke. But those are your three guys. That eighties. That's not what happens when the two guys in front of you are MVP candidates, and probably the two guys that you know, yeah. one of them will win it, and the other one will get second for sure. Nick, all three of those guys are MVP candidates. Chris if you get a vote, so. are you considered a candidate? Do we have to go through the whole conversation again? <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, so then you look at the guards, and the the guards. <laughs> I mean, have fun so because. Hard. The whole conversation of winning versus stats just become then it, it just becomes bigger than ever. Because and even like even beyond that too, because like Donovan Mitchell, we've talked about before, he's gonna be on maybe the top team in the Western Conference, maybe the best record, and average of twenty six points a game, he's probably not even gonna be on an all NBA team. And that was even before the injury. So when you look at the guard spots, I think the top two first team All NBA, I think it's very clear. I think it's Steph Curry and Luka Doncic. I don't. I don't think there's any debate on that, especially with James Harden's games. There's a Harden angle in there, but I do think it will be Luka. James Harden has played 42 games, and that's just going to be the difference. Yeah, he's still. He's not probably not going to play the rest of the season. My guess. And so even if he does, he'll add what eight games to that and get to 50 games. Luka's at 54 already compared to James Harden's. 42 like that's just a, a big difference especially if it's that close right and some of these arguments are like why does games played matter so much it only matters when the guys are so close because they're both so like incredible and have incredible stats and and oh, all I, don't, that. I don't even have James Harden on a team because of his games played I mean 36 games played is the is half that's the a little season. much that's a 36 little much. games is half the season and, and he's he played 42 games no I'm but I'm saying he's played six oh, more games yeah. than that I mean the dude is like that if he came back and played a little bit more, that's another thing. But so, yeah, yeah, I I have him as like an yeah. honorable mention. But are okay. I think you have to have a Brooklyn Net on there, and you can't have Kevin Durant because no. he won't even hit the fifty percent mark, no matter how much he plays. I have Kyrie Irving second team, just because he's at well, what he's, is he at right now? I was gonna say he's only played three more games than Harden has, but he's still playing. So. He's going to he's going to have over fifty games. See at and that point, average- I, at that point, if if it's not if it's just going to be like a ten game difference, I'll just go with James Harden because he's been better than Kyrie. Oh, mm, that's okay. me. That's me. You may not yeah, do yeah. that, but that's yeah, just, that's I, I would I take it. Brooklyn has to have somebody, and for Kyrie to average twenty seven a game and have you know ten to thirteen more games than Harden, I'd give it to Kyrie. But my second team guards is Kyrie, and then I went with Chris Paul. Yeah, and then on the third team, I put Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons, and it's I went with Ben Simmons. That was kind of difficult because I obviously left Mitchell off, I left Devin Booker off, and I left Brad Beal off. And I know people like might is like, oh, okay, the team sucks, but this dude's averaging like thirty four points a game, and I get that he plays on not a great team. I mean, they're fighting for the uh, playing spot, so I mean. A postseason spot, so <laughs> they're a great team, guys. Get that ribbon, Wizards! Yay, team! And so, Nobody's saying that. You're the only person <laughs> saying that. I've literally heard no other people say that. 
Because we're all looking forward to the excitement of it. It'll be great. I know. It'll be fun. It's giving the Bulls a reason to live right now. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Even though they're not winning. The Raptors could come back, and the Raptors could be the eighth seed that nobody wants to play, and I'm very excited about the Raptors having to play the Sixers at some point. And uh, that'll be really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, Is it bad that I have Julius Randle over LeBron for the first team? Randle, first team. Fourth in the East. Basically the same record as the Lakers. He's averaging 24 and 12. His percentages are right there. Well, the the record's kind of hard, especially when you have a guy like LeBron missing games. Like, how do you compare... Okay. The games that LeBron didn't play, and you know what I mean. Like it's gonna, it's okay, gonna so go against. Okay, so advantage MB- Julius Randle because he's played 19 more games than LeBron and counting. Sure. Yeah. So he's but gonna. What's ha- the what's the win percentage when LeBron plays and when Randle plays? Does that matter? Uh, okay. I think that should matter more than just straight up games played. But okay, well, there's you have to also put a limit at that. So wait, okay, your first team is is Giannis and. First team, Steph, Luca, Giannis, Randall, and Jokic. Who are the and other who are the other candidates for forwards? Let's see. We have I have so, Kawhi and LeBron on second team. Say so why not Kawhi over Julius Randall? Kawhi has played forty six games so far. He's still playing. I could hear that. Yeah. Twenty six points. The team's better, way better than the than the the, the Knicks are. My uh, my thing is right now, right now, boards, the season ended right assists. now. If the Knicks fell down a little bit, but the fact that what Julius Randle is, I mean, he is by far their best player. Like, it's not even like where he's at. And they're fourth in the East. Like, they could have home court advantage right now. The the turnaround and his his stat, like his counting stats are just insane. Like what he's averaging, what he's shooting right now, percentage yeah, wise. 24 a game, 10, just over 10 rebounds a game, six assists a game too. That's the huge <laughs> That's one. insane. Uh from the field, 42% from three on five attempts per game, 80% from the line at six attempts per game on that. Uh, Yeah, his counting stats are are wild. I'll tell you what's going to piss me off is if Zion gets it over Randall. Because no, I'm, that won't I, happen. There's too much Knicks. There's too much Knicks. I know, but I'm I'm afraid that like LeBron will get the first team, and then it's like Kawhi and you know Paul George or something the second team, and then it's you know this whole debate of like Tatum, Zion, Julius Randall. <laughs> Randall's played 60 games. LeBron's played 41. I know. That's why I said a while ago he's almost had 20 games more games than, than LeBron, and that was a huge deciding factor for me of of him what he's done this season. So my third team, and this was the debate for me, was I had Jason Tatum as my other forward spot, and then it for me it was Paul George versus Zion, and I went back and forth on it. I went with Paul George because of where the team's at. Zion, because you know, winning means so much to me in these things. And the third team is when a lot of times we get some weird crap. Like you'll get the Trey Youngs of the world, Zion's, whatever, Brad Beals get thrown in there because you know the bad team guys. But Zion, will he break? You know, will he be that guy in the third team? I could see it. I mean, he's a top. It's crazy. Zion's averaging twenty-seven a game. He's a top ten score in the league. But you know, Jason Tatum averages more rebounds than him. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. And he's a better defender by a lot. And he's on a better team. By a team. lot. So, um, yeah, I would go know. Tatum over Zion for sure. I think Zion will probably make one. So he's going to have so, to make it over Paul George. So the, the top four are, are set, though, right? Those are locks. Giannis, Kawhi, Randall, LeBron. 
I want to say Randall, but I'm afraid that it's going to be like no. The narrative's too we're too far down the path. There's been okay. two that that eight game winning streak. I think sealed it for him. He'll have another moment the rest of the season, and he'll make it. Uh, that's the top. And then Tatum, I would add Tatum as being the top five, and then it's between Paul George and Zion, and yeah. That's the ultimate, like, do you want clicks or do you, you know what I mean? Even though the All-NBA, people should take real serious, even more so than All-NBA, because it matters for contract stuff. And you would swap out Harden for Kyrie, right? I would, so in your initial thing, I would swap out Harden, yeah, and put Harden as second team. Lillard and Simmons are fine in that second team. Maybe Mitchell over Simmons. Yeah, the only two spots that I had up for grabs was Simmons and Paul George, and... Yeah, I could see the Mitchell or Devin Booker fighting for the Simmons spot. Yeah, I just Chris Paul definitely deserves and Booker yeah. is second on there. So uh, it's at some point you're like, should we give it to two? You know what it reminded me of? Get- I think the Chris Paul Devin Booker is like Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. It's like you talk to people around yeah, those yeah, teams. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, those are our two MVPs of our teams. But then you got the young counting stacks guys of Booker and you know. Donovan Mitchell, who score a lot of points, but their fan base but, is like, eh. well, but if you ask David Locke though, he'd say, oh, Rudy Gobert is way more impactful than Donovan Mitchell is. Like they, yeah. like he's way more important for that team than Mitchell is. And so you're like, oh, okay, well then. And I would say sense. a lot of like plugged in Suns people will say the same about Chris Paul. Well, and you just look at, I mean, Devin Booker's stats are eerily similar to last season, and they're like his efficiency is just a little bit up, but all the counting stats and everything are just basically the same. He's just a little bit better this season. And yeah. Chris Paul and the team is now what like a, on a sixty win pace in an eighty two game season, and the year before they won like thirty something games, right? Like that's the that's the Chris Paul difference right there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. In uh, center, there's no there's no, no. arguments. Like no. you yeah. can you can't even say Gobert over Embiid second team. No, I wouldn't. And your other options are like, gosh, your other options are like Towns, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like Porzingis, Anthony Davis in his like 12 games, 25 (laughs) games, Uh, Bam Adebayo. Yeah, you start going down the list and you're like, uh. Yeah, I mean, just think if AD and KD didn't get hurt. They would have really made made this thing Would have made it really hard. But yeah, the, the hardest one I think is the guards with Simmons, Mitchell, Booker, and then what do you do with Harden and Kyrie and all that? But that, that's the hardest like, part about All-NBA. Drew Holiday, you know, I had him over Middleton as somebody I thought about. Uh, kind of in the similar Chris Paul type of thing. Really good team. Doesn't have, like, crazy numbers, but he means a lot to the team. I mean, Westbrook's numbers are insane. <laughs> He's been playing out of his mind the last couple of months here. And then, I, I mean, I, I put Trey on, uh, you know, an honorable mention too, just because, I mean, the Hawks are what fifth in the East right now. And yeah, he's averaging 20 something and 10 basically. So I think they're, at least, I mean, the guards just go on all day. I mean, literally <laughs> if Kyrie doesn't make it, I mean, I can hear the argument was like, well, what the crap? Why ain't Kyrie on there? He's averaging 27 a game yeah. on the best record. In the How league. many guys? 25, 27, five and five. Don't make the all NBA team, right? Like, yeah, I bet I can actually, you want to talk about something while I look that up? Cause I kind of want to see what that is. What do we want to talk about? Well, how are you feeling about, um, winter soldier and Falcon? why did you just change the subject? You can just keep talking. Oh, sorry. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> the nets, <laughs> it just, I, think the I nets love Falcon, good. the winter soldier. 
I'm like I'm a couple episodes behind because I've had. Oh well, then you stuff. can't talk about it then. I know I've I've been enjoying it though. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> it's very good. I just want Julius Randall. I'm just telling you, there's there's a world and a narrative set up for Giannis and LeBron first team, Kawhi and somebody else second team, like Kawhi and Zion second team, and then it's like freaking you know like Tatum and. I just Julius Randall better make it one of the first two teams, and I would be. Oh, I don't know if whatever. I can. I don't know if I can do this now. Basketball Reference changed the way they do it. Now I don't know how to use it, so I'm not hireable. Oh, do but you pay for Stathead? I do actually, but they don't allow me to do not all NBA anymore. Oh, uh, oh well, that's annoying. Anyway, uh, way, not many. Luca, I don't think Luca I don't think many be. have done twenty seven five and five and not made an All NBA team. But Luke is gonna make it, right? Whether he makes first team or second team, who would be the player you think would knock him off of first team? It, it was Lillard no. at one point. No, I don't think there is anybody. I mean, Chris Paul maybe, but that would be the only person that Harden doesn't have the games played, and I will riot if James Harden is first team over Luca. Uh maybe Chris Paul, but I just I think Luca's numbers and I think when it's all said and done, Dallas will be fifth or sixth in the West. Luca's numbers yeah. are absolutely insane. He has games played for it. I think he'll lock that in. And when you look at the context of everything, I mean, this dude's about to lock, you know, if he wins his two first team all NBAs in his first three seasons, what are we doing right now? This is just insane. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's some talk around the league. Mavericks play a whole bunch of games this week. We will have them all covered for you on Lockdown Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. And now, your moment of zen. But it's like he does one. He does a couple of these every game where he hits a shot like this, and you're like, there's no one else in the league that can do it. I have a disgusted face when one of my teammates makes a very difficult shot. I, it's hard to sort of emulate There's a right gif now. of this, right? Isn't there a gif of you doing this? Oh, yes. It's the gift that I use. It's actually my most used gift. In Philly. It's in- <laughs> That's not my disgusted face. Uh, but I, I, I remember specifically on Wednesday night when he made that shot and making that disgusted face. And I think that was the second time during the game that I had made, made that face. The frequency with which he makes difficult shots. There was that shot against Memphis where Ja Morant played great defense. He hit him with like two crossovers. Then he went to the one-legged step back contested shot from the free throw line all net um there's very few people in the world that can make those shots and the degree of difficulty uh is a 10 out of 10 